Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Snow the Goalie is proudly brought to you by Pack Horse Moving. Listen, moving doesn't have to be hard. Give the professionals at Pack Horse Moving a call at 877-309-PACK. That's 877-309-7225. Or head on over to their website, packhorsemoving.com slash snowthegoalie. When you set up your next move with Pack Horse Moving, make sure you let them know that you heard about them on Snow the Goalie. Give them the promo code SNOW, and they'll take $77 off of your next move. Again, give them a call at 877-309-7225. Or go to packhorsemoving.com slash snow the goalie and give them the promo code snow to get $77 off your next move. They serve the tri-state area with locations in Norristown, Pennsylvania, Burlington, New Jersey, and Wilmington, Delaware. Give them a call, head over to their website, plan your next move, use promo code snow. Is there a better moving company than Packhorse Moving? Nay. They didn't tell me to do that. I, I don't know. Maybe they'll like that. Or not. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll regret that. But I don't regret hiring them to do our move a couple of years ago. They did a great job. They made it stress-free. They did a fantastic job. Pack Horse Moving. A big thank you to them for sponsoring today's episode. Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sennheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helferty. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to... Snow the goalie. 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 There's nothing quite like starting out the Press Row Show, the number one rated pregame intermission and postgame show, the side of the Mississippi and south of the Arctic Circle, with a song that will absolutely get flagged by YouTube. All right, we're getting we're getting an impromptu. Uh, Hold on. Just here, yeah, pass yeah. that one over. Yeah. We're getting an impromptu appearance here from uh, from Flyers president. Keith Jones. What's up, Jonesy? Everything's good, boys. Uh, Everything's good? Yes, absolutely. Everything's just, great. Just met with a bunch of new season ticket holders that bought in today. We've got a lot of good, excited fans about what's happening around here. I'm really pumped about it. I mean, you have to be, right? I mean, you come out of the break. I know you lose five in a row, but then you get two wins against two really good teams, and you're, you're still sitting in a playoff spot with 30 games to go. If I would have said to you beginning of the season, Jonesy, 30 games to go, you guys are in a playoff yeah. spot. Do you look at me? sideways a little bit I I still don't even look at the standings that's the best part of it (laughs) I I, I just want to see how we play yeah it's a style of play that matters to me yeah Um, I know we're not winning the Stanley Cup this year but I want us to develop the habits that we need to be a team that can win in the future and that's the most important thing every time I watch our players play and watch you know torts do his job behind the bench coaching I think there's a real identity that we can continue to build on and make a really good uh, no, a good thing happened for a long time here. That's the key. I want to put your feet to the fire Great really stuff, quick. I, actually, one question. Uh, we're just yeah. talking about the two games. Uh, you know, like, we're talking about Torch. Maybe thought three of the periods were good. Have you ever seen anything like Florida where you saw a team play the first and then flip the script yeah. entirely? Uh, you know, they had two really hard days of practice yeah. right before it. And I think they were a little slow to get going. But the practice paid off. I mean, yes. everything that they worked on was about defending better, covering the front of the net. Yep. Uh, and they went at it. You know how those drills are when sure. you're out there working on that. Sometimes it can take a little dent out of you, especially after being off for yep. seven days. So uh, I wasn't shocked that they re- sub, you know, kind of rebounded the way that they did. And y- you look at the goaltending end of Sam Harrison to keep us in that game early on. Yes. You know, if you get behind against Florida, they, unlike us, are a team that's ready to win a Stanley Cup now. Yeah. And we, we beat a very good team. You did. I, I do want yeah. to put your feet to the fire really quick. Oh, there's, there's, there's one last question. question. Yeah, this is the last, last thing. Um, you know, you mentioned how Sam has been playing in net. Looks great yeah. coming out of the break. There are obviously questions about the backup situation. Cal is yeah. in there tonight. Um, there are people asking about, like, if, if Kolosov could come over at some point this year, if that's a, a further down the line thing. Are you guys kind of taking a look at the backup goalie situation, considering the... There's a chance, like the playoffs are still potentially in play. Like, is that a position that you're I, at least considering? I you know, all, all options are I, open. I, or? I would say that every game that Cal starts is an important game. 
and he's a big part of what we're doing right now. Right. Uh, Sam's not going to be able to play every game. Yeah. So it's important for Cal to get out there and do his thing. We have a lot of goaltenders in the pipeline, um, a lot of Russian goaltenders in the pip pipeline. So I I'm looking forward to watching those guys perform over here when they arrive, and some will be here sooner than later. So, I mean, I think that's a big part of our future. There's no question about it. Fantastic. Good stuff. Great Thanks, seeing for, you, thanks for the impromptu uh, We got Chief coming in first intermission, so I'm getting all the band back together. <laughs> Better get someone that can interpret what he's trying to say. <laughs> Jonesy, <laughs> thanks for stopping in. That's great stuff. Love having him stop on. When, I mean, we always say this, it's the number one rated pregame intermission and postgame show this side of the Mississippi for a reason. You never know who's going to show up on the Press Row show. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I thought you were going to ask me about connecting. I thought that's what your question. Your no, question I was. didn't. I didn't want to go there because I trust that you're right. I trust that your reporting is right. Yeah. But yeah. the yeah. thing, I, I, I do think that like while that is an important story, the connecting thing and potential deal is important. I do think that the backup goalie thing, from my vantage point, the the backup goalie thing tells you a lot. And and there's a very interesting thing that he just said. Uh, yes. Go ahead. Well, there were two, actually. Yeah. One, every start for Cal is important. Yes. That's the immediate. Did we not just say and that like, we before did. we came we on? Did. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, si yeah, we're talking. Like, si senor. And yeah. then the other thing was we have a lot of Russian goalies in the pipeline, some of whom will be here sooner than later. Yes. Hey, Elliot, the next you time you put out a report on 32 Thoughts, make sure, give us a backlink. <laughs> So we are a Flyers podcast. How yeah. great is that? That the president just jumps on. No, nothing at all. He just came up. Hey, come on, let's go. Come on, wave him on. And he jumps on and gives you, gives us and our fans the honest uh, evaluation of where things are at very quickly, but with complete honesty. Yeah. And, and really, to be honest, that's why we're here. Uh, we, we, I think a lot of people notice that. But Jonesy's been amazing uh, to everybody. And re really getting the spirit of Ed Snyder back in, in, inside the house was his greatest task. I think at the beginning that's happened and now you can really see a lot of the player evaluation it's hard you know you get down look at like he was in detroit a few days watching 16 and 17 year olds yep but that's where the game's at now because of the youth you know in it yep and guys are starting their careers earlier and they're finishing earlier because it's kind of the new model i think out there that's if you're not a star you don't play 18 years anymore yeah yeah just to kind of go back since you asked about the connecting thing yeah let's get back to that because i we i know that got interrupted there by jonesy coming on um, so my report on the other night, um, which was, uh, I guess it was that Thursday night, right, was um, that Danny spoke with, uh, with Konechny's team, which, of course, Bundy has just mentioned is Pat Morris. I can tell you a little bit more about that. And, yeah. and, and then yeah. they spoke uh, at the All-Star game um, and that they are going to speak again um, when the Flyers are up in Toronto. Konechny cannot sign his contract until July 1st because he's got a year left. Correct. Yep. So he cannot sign it until July 1st. So these are all, what we, these are the preliminary negotiations. Sure. Right? Um, but the question is really going to be, what do you pay Travis Konechny? Right? And, and I think that the money is going to be more important than the term because I think that the term they'll probably agree They're on. They're going to want to go for like seven, eight years so anyway, let me, yeah. no matter let what. Let me tell you what me and Anthony were talking about. And, and let me tell you, I think, a little bit of the quagmire with Travis connecting. Yeah. Okay. He's on the cusp of people's view. Is Travis connecting a league superstar you can put everyone your team behind and win a cup? That's no. the question that's being asked no, or, no, or you're, that's so rhetorical. I'm telling you what I'm seeing. Okay. As he sits with his numbers, he looks like a guy that could hit a ticket between 8 and like 95, right? Yeah. But now you're getting into superstar territory. And I don't know if he is that guy. I, I'm going to say it. He's not that guy. He's not like a Kucherov, right? That, yeah. And Kucherov has two cups to back it up, and sure. he's had incredible seasons. So that's not a shot at Travis. I love no. him. I love the way he plays the game. But Anthony, he talked about this. He's on the cusp of he deserves the money, but if you pay him that money with the term, you're now talking about dry cycle. And yeah. that's the thing. Like, you have Marshan right now making 6-2. I said that to Pat Morris. I said, you got Marshan making 6-2. He goes, oh, that's a seven-year-old deal. It is. Yeah. It is. Owen Tippett. So here's the other thing. Owen Tippett's at 6-2, right? Yeah. Well, you know Connect is going to be way higher now. Sure. So automatically, I know that that number, at the very least, is starting at 
And oh, I, I think, think it's I think going it's starting up. It. I, I'm telling you what I think. One point okay. three more. That's my guess. Okay. I'm on the low side of honesty, okay. and I think it goes as high as ten point five a year. Yeah. Which to me can't happen. I feel like he's got to be in that nine-ish range. It's so, like if if he. The, do you know who the last flyer was to make nine million dollars? John Leclerc. John Leclerc. That's it's crazy. Correct. That is correct. Yeah. The last okay, so can we, can we play this out really quickly though? Because this, and, and, and I want to get to your point, but some teams, especially with a rebuild, you have to be careful because you want to lock the guy in, but you're you're kind of betting against yourself. Now you don't want to end up where you're going into it next year, where it's a lame duck situation, and there's the 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 tantalizing opportunity of unrestricted free agency. And I get that 100. percent I think you kind of have an idea of what his his max level is. I think at this point, like, is he going to become a 40-goal scorer? I I don't think so. I, I don't think he's going to be consistently year in and year out in that 40, so 40, 42 range. Here's, if he is at nine million, he, you're you're well, thrilled. The, the question you have to ask yourself with that with that is, he's going to score 35 this year. Yeah, playing with Sean Couturier as his center. If you play him, if you eventually have a center who is more of a playmaker, who can feed him the puck more, can he get to 40? And maybe or, and maybe that's maybe the answer is yes. I don't know the answer. I'm just saying maybe. That's um, fair. But I think really what, what this is going to come down to is are the Flyers willing to overpay a little bit? Because I think that that's what it's going to come down but to. But he's going to have to give a discount, too, to some degree. Well, so here's he's got leverage. He does. His leverage is two-time All-Star. Yep. And... He's got. He's an unrestricted free and, agent. And I. And, and you know what else? The fault. Keep going. There's about and nine teams that will have about forty million. And the cap is going. And up. that's yeah. the one thing Pat Morris did say. If it don't happen there, it's happening somewhere. Right. Yeah. Because he cap, will get paid. Somewhere. The cap is going to go up. So the reality of it that now becomes an, and this is just is just the way the business grows, right? I mean, contracts are going to go up, and we're going to look at those contracts when people get them. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe they paid that guy that kind of money. But the reality of it is, is that if it's, let's say it's an eight-year, $80 million contract. Let's just say, right, yeah. whatever, just, just for, for kicks, right? Let's Woo. just say that's the number. By the by, the time you're in year five or six of that deal, $8 million or $10 million a year. It won't look the same. doesn't look the same as it does right now. That's true. Right? So the question, if you're the Flyers, are you willing to overpay a little bit now to get what you perceive as a slight discount but, down the line. But how many guys can you pay $10 million to? You can't pay this that many. This league can't pay. They can't do that with this. Well, that's the model. So what I'm saying is, uh, let me ask you a question. And I know the answer. Would you trade Connect Me for Pasternak? It yes. Well, New York well, yeah. second. Yeah. It's too, not even, don't even ask you. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, what's Pasternak? Is he about 11? I don't know. What, uh, that deal was, when was that deal signed? I can, let me pull it. I got it right here. I'll pull it up. That's a, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely worth asking that. Um, just give me one second. I'm on cap friendly. I just got to pull up the uh, I can get it there faster than you. Because that's the he's He's on a six-year deal worth, I believe, 40. Yeah, it's 11.2. 11.25. And that, and that contract goes until the 2030-2031 season. Yeah. So that is a very good point, Bundy. Absolutely. Well taken. Like, 100%. So you know you're capped there. Yeah. So you ain't going higher now. My issue, though, is you start going on. Again, it's not a disrespectful shot at Travis. If you pay him that, you're locked into that. That's your guy for 10 years yeah. at that number. How do you know in the first three years of that deal there isn't some other guy you want to pay $10 million to that may really be the linchpin of all of it? Well, there so, are a few few big free agents so coming right. up in the next couple of offseasons, so, so too. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we sit here and say... What do you think his value is? You say probably on the low end, what, 8-5? Uh, probably 8. 8, okay. Low. All right, you say 8. I think that's fair. I think eight's probably right, okay? But he's going to want 10. Do you settle at 9 and say it's a good enough It doesn't deal? go like that because I don't think that they can actually – I don't know, guys. I wish I would have seen a sample size of, like, every single year. Like, Pasternak, you knew what you were getting, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and TK's had – now here we Seattle tonight. Here we go. Here we go. Seattle. Seattle. It's a, Seattle it's a West Coast the, uh, game. Bringing a lot of the Does everybody uh, the Colorado. have to come in here and smoke reefer every single time on the balcony? It's unbelievable. It smells like a skunk just ran around the, the perimeter of this joint. Jesus. It's like Seattle, Colorado. It smells, it smells like a dead skunk. <laughs> Bundy, right, where was Bundy's I? now distracted. We're talking. About, we're talking about. You know, you were saying with Pasternak, you were able to see it year over year. 
you know, his what what you were going to be getting out of him. And you don't feel like Konechny has necessarily shown that same level or that ability. I, I think the question is the ceiling. And have yeah, we seen yeah. the ceiling? I don't know. Yes, I can't imagine we haven't. I can't imagine this isn't the ceiling this year. It's been here a while, right? Like, we've seen a lot of different Konechny's. Pasternak, though, to me, is yeah. just, I mean, he's, no, I'm so, sorry. So, I got, and that's a good point. Like, so let's say Konechny finishes the year. They have 30 goals. He's got 23 goals already, right, in 50-some games. Okay. So let's say he gets another 15. Okay. T 10 to 15. 12, 12, I said 12 goals. All right. 35. He's, that's a nice round number. He finishes with 35. It's hard to imagine him getting better than that, right? And uh, especially the year he's just had. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to imagine him getting better. Could it? Potentially with the right center, maybe. But, but really, 35, you have to look at that being your where you're gonna, your expectation level is. I just checked this. I, is that he, what, gotta, he turns that twenty? He turns 27 a month from tomorrow. Yeah. So, Bundy, like, for a, for a winger like that, at his size, when is the prime? When are the prime years? Probably in it. Yeah, we like I, it. like you would think maybe the, the age 27, 28 season is, is where you're, and at that point, you're going, all right, well, that doesn't line up with the timeline of flipping the switch necessarily. I guess the counter to this, Ant brought up the cap situation, and, and I guess if you're if you're rebuilding the right way and you're cultivating a lot of these younger guys that you think are going to come up and be part of that, that flip the switch time, and you're looking at Mishkov is going to come in on a very cheap contract, right? Like, you, you could say, like, all right, you average those two deals out, and they're, and they're both good. You know, you, you line those two up. And it's like paying two guys five million or whatever, paying two guys four million, whatever it comes out to. It depends on how critical the front office thinks he is to the culture. Because I will say this once again, and I know people get you know up in arms. I don't think that this coach is the coach that's gonna be there when they flip the switch. I, I just I fundamentally don't think we're gonna see 68, 69 year old John Tortorella on the bench coaching Matvey Mishkov. I don't see it. So it's not even a matter of does Travis Konechny like playing for Torts? It's not a matter of, you know, is he part of what Torts is building here? It's it's beyond that. And I, it's and I, it's is he critical to the organization? We we all love Konechny. Like yeah. he's done an amazing job for the team. He's showed leadership. He's made scored big goals. My issue is the number. I wish it was yeah. more set in stone or renew it's six point five a year. But it's gotta be more than that. But it can't be at a certain number that the agent goes over more because then you got to talk about starting to maybe shop them, right? If you don't think you're going to sign them, and the Flyers, quite honestly, have proven they will shop people if it doesn't make sense. What am I looking at here? So uh, I want to answer. Oh, why, I, I got it. Why you, you want me to pull that one up? Well, before you do, okay. we had Rory. Rory had a one night, um, a uh, super chat that he submitted to us, okay. and I wanted to get to it just because you know it was a super chat, and we always say we always yeah, yeah. answer, answer everyone. Go ahead. Thoughts on Ivan Demidov's uh, potential and drafting him. Um, Rory, I, I can't tell you that I've seen a lot of it. I've seen highlights of, of Demidov. A lot of people like him, right? Yeah. I don't know if the Flyers are going to be in position to take him uh, because if they're in a playoff spot, they're probably drafting lower, you know, later in the first round. Now, could they potentially, if they like him, could they potentially package that pick and a, and a later pick since they have Florida's pick as well and move up and target a player and go get him? Um, that's a possibility, but... We're way early in that evaluation yet. I don't think that they've had uh, any input from scouts yet as to who they would look to to be uh, targeting in the draft. I, I think we'll get closer. They usually have those pros or those um, those scouting meetings usually around April, uh, and I think we'll get, we'll get a little bit better sense at that point of uh, of where they're looking to go. Demidov's a really good player based on what yeah. we've on, on what we've seen. He's been very good. Now we're not sitting and breaking down every KHL game, but he's looked very good and. You know, call me crazy. I have no national affiliation when it comes to sport. If you're going to tell me that, like, there's a potential here that you can build out a team that has highly skilled Russian players on it, that's fine. Like, if, if, if part of this is, hey, there aren't Russian guys on this team right now. If you're talking about, like, hey, Mishkov's going to come over yeah, and, and you can get Demidov over here. Sure. Like I have, I think it's actually kind of nice if you have and well, Russian goalies who are coming closer sooner rather than later, per the president of the team who was yeah. here on the press row show. So all those jekylls and those trolls from a couple weeks ago who said, "Oh, I can't believe that the the team's uh, the team's going to cut ties with you no know, the goalie because Anthony put that report out there." President was just here. 
It's all right. Just, yeah, it's fine. Did you, in fact, you want to throw that comment up real quick? Yeah, the we name, have the a... The name is interesting. It is. Rich Konechny really? checks in from uh, Facebook. It's a Facebook, so it's a name. It's a real name. Says, uh, Pasternak had a higher level of talent around him. His numbers, uh, if he was with the Flyers, wouldn't be close to what he's doing in Boston. TK has the talent if he has some help around him. Okay. I do. Th there is certainly I, I, truth to that. Rich, I'm just curious, Rich, if you're related. I'm just curious if you're related. And, and, and you're not, your point is well taken, and it's a fair point. It's a very fair point. I just, it I'm sounds just, like something my dad would say about me. He was reading. <laughs> I'm just curious yeah. if you're related. That's all. Just check it in. Just check it. We love Travis. Don't get us wrong. We do. We're, hey. just, we're just talking about the number. That's all we're talking about and what makes fiscal sense. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't. We. We want Travis here for 10 years, but 100%. it's got but it's got to make sense, and that's what we're saying. We're just spitballing, and that's what we do here. Well, and, um, the, and you listen, there's the, you could speak to this as a former player, but like, he's a young guy with a young family. I think he's got two kids now. They're both they're yeah. both young, and and at some point, you think about that like, hey, you've got to you've got to put down roots, right? As a as a family, and and you don't want to uproot. You know your family when they're like school age or wherever that that line is as a player. So I think that's also an important part of it, and I totally get why if he wants to play here and if they can come to an agreement, why it would be good for him not only as a hockey player but like from the human level, why you would want to get a deal done and not have to think about uprooting everything. So Rich is not related. He's not related. Not All right. Related. Said he met him a few times and joked that they were cousins. That's what somebody who is related and forgot that he was on Facebook <laughs> and not YouTube would say. See that? Yeah, we job. got you, Rich. Good. Chief, good to see you again. Welcome back to the program. Yeah, it's, it's, only, it's only been like, what, 10 days since we uh, since we last had you on the show. We had, you had so much fun the last time, you're back for more, right? I asked them to put more. these things on. Uh, they used to put them on. Murray put them on the penalty box one year. <laughs> yeah, we did in Halloween. Bring that closer. <laughs> I actually wanted to. Uh, we're giving Anthony options. He's got a little battle going on. Torch won't answer his question, so I'm trying to get him in there in disguise. And we thought that we're giving him some options. You gotta, you gotta ask better questions. Uh, yeah, that's what, I'm sure. I'm sure the question is the problem, right? Yeah. I'm sure the question is the problem. Well, thanks for thanks for stopping by. Let's let's talk a little bit about that first period. What did you see? I, I saw a game with a lot of pace there. In that a lot first of pace period. by both teams. Um, you know, I think the Flyers have done a great job so far in this game of winning the dot to boards battle at both ends. You know, um, you know, played 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 play a real good period. In my opinion, it was a great power play goal. It was a great shot by Lawton, and uh, you know, um, they gave up that goal, left the left the slot a little open on it. But other than that, I thought they had a real strong period. I didn't think they gave up very much. You know. What, what's your take on, because Bundy and I were having this discussion, what's your take on the uh, when you have a coach's challenge and you lose it, getting the penalty as well? Do you think that that's fair? Do you think that's deserved? I, I think it's a little much, especially when it takes five to seven minutes to review something, and it's that close. That's, that's well, kind of a tough thing to go against the coach, though. It's, it is tough, and it's, you know, you got to make good decisions, or you hope you do, and... That's a close one there. I, I don't know. I could have went either way. I thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To be honest with you, but sometimes you get on the wrong end of it, and you know you just got to go out and do the job. And they did. They went out and scored a shorthanded goal. It was a nice goal. It's a good play, and you know they they attacked shorthanded. Yeah. And they and they kept, they capitalized on it. So it you know it worked out for them. That was something you were always fond of. Is, is always that, that penalty yeah. kill being a little bit aggressive, right? Yeah. We. This year in St. Louis, I think we're the uh, Blues are leading the league in short handed goals right yeah. now. You know, we we go the other way when we can too, and try to put the other team on, uh, you know, on their heels a little bit if we can. Gee, if you get down to this time, we were talking to Jonesy a little bit before the game, and Cal uh, Peterson now the just at this point the, the backup to a guy like Sam Urson and what's gone on with Carter Hart before he's not here. How difficult is that, is that maneuvering your goaltender situation down the last 30 games? of the season where you're looking for load management for your number one but also counting on wins from that guy that you're hoping gets the wins for you it's well, more so than just you know he's going to get this is a huge game for peterson in my opinion tonight um, you know he hasn't played a whole lot obviously this year he's been down in the minors so and the other guys played well for him but they can't keep playing him every night i mean that's difficult especially now after the break there's a lot of games so they're going to need Peterson to play well and um, you know make the saves he's supposed to make. I think that the Flyers defend 
well. They block a lot of shots, which is good for the goalie. What do you like most about the team, Chief? I mean, this is a team we've talked to Jonesy. When you look at it on paper, it doesn't overwhelm you, especially going back to September, right? When camp starts, you don't know what this team is. What do you like about this group? They, I mean, obviously they work hard every night. Is yeah, there anything that stands out to you? Yeah, they don't get out work. They work extremely hard. They're a very aggressive team. Um, their D are very involved, uh, up the ice, uh, you know, getting on their toes and skating. They come at you with five guys all over the ice, and they work. They work hard. They outwork most teams nightly, you know. And they're competitive. Um, they they have a, they have some good pieces, a lot of good pieces. Like, you know, you look at their lineup, and no, they don't have superstars, but they got a lot of good pieces. You know, they got a lot of guys that are, you know, do, do doing their job and filling their roles and and playing to their roles, and that's important. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about a couple of those guys because there's a couple of guys that to me have stood out uh, for an extended period of time. One of them they just signed to a contract is Ryan Paling. Yeah. They, they got him here now a couple years. He scores the shorthanded yeah. goal. It's two games in a row he's got a shorthanded goal. He's a guy that really just kind of was bouncing around the league a little bit. He didn't really have a spot. And, and you come to a team like this and you find that role and you yeah. fill it and, and play it well. Like it, Those are the kind of players you need, right, to, oh, to, have, to, to build that winning culture. Yeah. And. Like I said, their bottom six do the job. I mean, they check, they kill penalties, they play physical, uh, they provide energy for the team, and he's one of those guys. It's it, and it's a good combination, I think. Sometimes I was talking to him about it after the last game. When you talk about the bottom six, you know they play physical, and your top six has a little bit of speed, so you can actually play a game that is a combination of speed and heaviness, and maybe yes. that's where their success well, is coming from. And, they do play the, the team plays with speed. They play a north game yeah. and they know where the puck's going. They they dump it in. They go to work. They attack if they have a room to attack. They it's going directly to the net and they're driving the net every time. It's predictable hockey. When you play predictable hockey, you look fast. I I've been meaning I to. I don't know how much you've gotten to watch this team this year. Uh, is there a guy that's like not one of the uh, the names that people would expect to hear? Is there a guy that kind of stands out from your vantage point of being a coach in this league? Is there anybody on this team right now that's maybe like an unsung hero or a young guy that that you're starting to see take some strides? Well, I think Frost. I've watched him probably the last month quite a bit, uh, whether it was on TV or coming to games. And for me, he's starting to really find his game, in my opinion. He's looking way more confident. To me, he sees the ice as good as anybody on this team and makes plays as good as anybody on this team. And I find that he's getting more confident and confident with his with his game, and that's important because he's got a lot of he's got skill and he can make plays. And, and you got to have guys with skill that can make plays. So he's a guy for me that I've noticed quite a bit that's you know played well. And the other guy for me is uh, I, I like the way Walker plays in the back end. He's come in here and steady Eddie, huh? steady Eddie, and he just you know what you're going to get every night. And I, I like Walker a lot. If if you were in this position or a position, if you were advising this team, Walker is a name that's come up a bunch in yeah. potential trade rumors. Just given the state of like where the team is at, where they're at in in this rebuild, and what he's brought. I mean, really, he's kind of a. I, I don't even know the best way to put it. He's not a guy that there were high expectations for, but. You have to assume that other teams are are, are seriously looking at him. If, if you're a coach of another team and you're looking to fortify the blue line, is is that a guy that you're willing to kind of go to bat for oh, to, the, to the GM? He's going to be a guy that teams are going to want, and it's going to come down to, you know, what are you going to give up for him? And, you know, the Flyers have got to, you know, make a decision on whether they want to lose him for what the team's offering or do they want to keep him and try to sign him. Or, you know, they're they're – in, the Flyers are in a little bit of a tough spot, in my opinion, whether they want to be sellers at the deadline or they want to keep their yeah. team because they're in a good spot and they're rolling. It's it's a, it's a good situation to be in, to be honest with you. Like, you know, they're winning. Fans fans like the team. Uh, they're, they're playing winning hockey, which is important, and tough decisions are going to have to be made. Right, but, he, but I think it's, and when you say, and there are tough decisions to be made, but it's a, it's a situation where you still keep an eye on the future. Yeah. You don't go out and do something to add to this team. You either you either make changes where you, you trade for assets or you keep just this group together and say, 
Go do it, boys. Yeah, you probably aren't going to tinker too much with right. adding something to this team. You might add, you might add some depth, you know, here and there. But you know, because injuries happen, and you know, you want to make sure you got some depth that can go in there and and do the job. If you know, in, in the playoffs. So, you know, the next two weeks are going to tell a lot. Yeah. Really, that's Chief. When you look at putting a team together, this is always kind of like it, it goes back to a lot of debate. You have a choice between a number one center and a number one defenseman. Do you have any yeah. preference or push either way? Um, you know, I think for me, a number one D on the back end, you know, really controls a game more than anybody on the ice. And uh, you know, when you, you you look at teams that win cups. You know, they usually have a, a top guy back there, you know, playing 25 minutes plus and controlling the game. Petrangelo. Yeah. 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 I, know, <laughs> I was going to say the same name. You have you know, yeah. And Vegas has him now, and they won again. And, you know, you just go down the line of, you know, you know Makar on Colorado, Hedman on yeah. um, Tampa. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice to have that big D band back there that could eat a lot of minutes and, uh, Playing play in all situations for you, but they're not that easy to find. No, you got to probably <laughs> draft them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't pick one up. It well, doesn't happen very often. I know Vegas got Petrangelo through free agency. You know, he he left uh, St. Louis, but uh, that doesn't happen very often. Team wasn't quite the same either, right? No, no. I, yeah. <laughs> big difference. It's big definitely, difference. A big, definitely, definitely a big huge, difference. It's a huge loss. <laughs> well, Chief, listen. I, we appreciate you we coming got, on. We actually, yeah, have you no ever problem. had a TNT guy on before? Uh, I know. That's a first. <laughs> that's a first. Yeah, how you liking the TNT game? Yeah, I did it the one time. I'm going to go back on. I got some other dates coming up. Uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, very casual. And, uh, you know, they let you be yourself on there. And, yeah. uh, you know, do they, do they let of, you be yourself like Snow the Goalie lets you be yourself? Well, uh, you got to be careful. You know, <laughs> I got to watch what you're doing. <laughs> Well, no, it's seriously, I mean, you get to see it from the other side now. You get to see it from our perspective a little bit. Yeah. No, it's, it was good. I had a good time. And uh, like you said, you, you know, you get to voice your opinion of what you're seeing and what you think. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, nope, nothing at all. That's good stuff. That all is right. good stuff. Chief, well, always, always thanks, great boys. to see you. Thanks, thanks for stopping me on. We yeah, yeah, love having you on. You got Craig Ruby here on the Press Row Show. It's like we always Ready? say, you yeah. never know who's going to show up on the Press Row Show. You just never know. I mean, we knew, we did say pregame that Craig Berube was going to be here. And sure enough, he showed up here, intermission, great guy. That was, you know, there's a, there's a lot of interesting insight. I saw somebody say in the comments, and I have to agree, I did not have Craig Berube saying that Morgan Frost was the standout guy. I'm going to be honest, I, well, I didn't. Well, there's no doubt he's been very good since that meeting with Torts. Yeah. I, it's been night and day yeah. in my mind. Since then, uh, I don't yeah. disagree. I'm just saying yeah. that, like, I, I'm a little bit surprised that that's the guy who stood out to him in that way. But you know what? Like, you're right. Frost has played well since advocating for himself. But notice that there was another thing that Baruby said about Frost. He's confident. Yeah. He appears confident. But he did this last year too, right? In the second half, yeah. It's, it's, it, uh, listen, I, and I was on maybe not like Bill Meltzer, but I've never, I've, I since day one, I like Morgan Frost too. I couldn't, I didn't understand it. Maybe, you know what, maybe the coach is saying, hey, you know, all that stuff was paid off. And I can believe that. I thought it was excessive. I really did. With I agree. The Morgan Frost. It was unnecessary at times. It was kind of nasty. Um, but he is playing well. And you know what? I, I know what Chief's saying. There's not enough guys in the league that can handle the puck and make plays with it. Yeah, yeah. And he's one, a guy who can. Well, yeah. he's, and, I think if, and I think that... And I, you know, he's uh, and I've as someone who was not a big Morgan Frost guy, I can readily admit that for the past six weeks he's been very, very good, right? Yeah. Um, the thing of it is, is you you can have a guy like that, and you can accept his deficiencies, right? You can accept his deficiencies. I can't see what his shirt is. It's got a bunch ah, of the, the cup greats. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. That's a great good shirt. Um, I, I, you can accept his deficiencies if he's consistently providing those skill things that you're looking for yeah. up front. You can, you, you can sit there and go, okay, he made a mistake in his own end, but he's going to make three or four plays in the offensive end, and it's going to give us a chance to score a goal. Yes. Right. And so you accept that. 
it, 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 it's when he's not doing both, or when he's doing the, the doing the negative and not doing the positive, where you where you get concerned about. It. And he's not had that. I haven't seen one of those games or or a string of those games in the last six weeks. Yeah, and you have to have moments where guys are skilled players that make plays that end up not working. Yeah. But you can't do it all the time. And a coach can live with that, right? Like yeah. making a play that you're trying to make a play and it just doesn't work. And I think he's done a better job of that. Again, I, I think he would have been fine regardless of putting him in, but, you know, everyone's got a different uh, different look at players, and it's interesting. Vineet Singh uh, is probably correct here. So it's clear Ant has to walk into Torts' office and challenge him to a fight. That'll resolve the press room issues going forward. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. That'll do it. Yeah, because you know, you know me, the ever the pugilist that I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, but uh, Sean Walker was a, was another name that he mentioned, and I thought that it was interesting that he that he liked him as much as as he did, which tells you probably that that decision is going to be a last minute decision for Danny. Well, because teams are going to want him. If yep. a team offers a first, you have to do. It. And well, you got a question now. Do you? Is Sean Walker a guy you could see being here the next three, four years? He's 29. Three to four years. I said not eight. I know. but Okay, three to four. Or do you trade him for a first-round pick? That's a tough call. It's a – Well, I mean, age is a big – It's again, it's like going into TK, right? These are all hard decisions. Do we keep a guy who's going to start declining or already has a 30 – because he's good now. But what I like with Chief saying that is he I, that's what a guy wants. They just want a guy you don't worry about. Yeah. Right? And and that's what Walker is. Like you plug him in the lineup and you never say a word to him. If if I'm them, if I know that there's a path to get Mishkov over here sooner, and you have a couple of moves lined up for the offseason, and, and you know in your heart of hearts we we're gonna flip this next year or at worst in two years, then it's a conversation. Well, but if but if they're on that same three-ish year window right. before they flip the Let's, switch, a first-round pick, you're in a rebuild. You're doing a disservice. Play a game with me. Okay. Play a game with me here for just a minute. Depends on what the game is. All right, let's look at, the, let's look at their defense, okay? We know you have York and Drysdale. Yes. We know you have Sanheim. Yep. Okay. Those three are here. <laughs> if you move off from Walker and, and, and or Sealer, who are your defensemen next year that's going to make this team take that next step? You got to save room. Oliver Bonk. He's hit he's 20 not goals. Not next 20 year. goals last he's night. He's not going to be he here next year. He hit 20 goals. He went bonk. He's not going to be here next year. He's two years away. Well, I know. Okay. So he's two years away from being a rookie. Okay. All right? Yeah. Well, hello there. Welcome into. Way to go, everybody. Big win. Welcome into the Press Row Show post game. The number one rated pregame, intermission, and postgame show this side of the Mississippi. I'm Russ. That's Bundy. Look at this butte you got on here. So I actually, we had a guest tonight, and uh, this is uh, the jersey I wore proudly for three years in Lake Placid at Northwood School. So the young fella, talk, talk about this name for broadcast, Gus Garvey. That's a great name. Great name for broadcasting. He came and shadowed us tonight, and I gave him a tour of the press box. A 16-year-old aspiring broadcaster, and he brought a jersey from the varsity that uh, it wasn't my number, but it was one that they had, and, and he wanted to give to us. So I thought it'd be a That's great really night. That's really nice. Great night to put it on. Northwood Prep School. It was a hockey factory in the 80s and 90s, and I know they're trying to get back. But thank you for Gus as dad and my good friend, teammate, who's now... Uh, doing a lot of North with John Spears, so great to have him here. What a night, what a big win. Big win. Big, big win. Big win. Uh, it's a win that neither you nor I predicted. Anthony and intern Andrew pick, a, pick up a much, 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 much needed point in our standing. So to update the fine folks at home who are keeping track, uh, that now takes Anthony to 24 points, which is still quite the distant uh, second. You remain at 32. He's down at 24. I'm actually ahead of him at 28. Intern Andrew improves to 16. The real shame in our standings is that that last goal, that empty net goal, was about a... No, it was tenth of a second or so late. Had it gone in, that would have been 4-2. 
And 4-2 would have gotten intern Andrew two points instead of one. He celebrated like uh, the Flyers won the Stanley Cup. Dude, Only the guy's so out of it. It's like it's like a non-playoff team winning a meaningless game against a bad team. Yep. That's what in intern Andrew was staring down at tonight. He was excited and and uh, well, it, it didn't come up intern Andrew today. So. Uh, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Flyers Cup says nobody cares about the snow, the goalie standings. We care about the real standings. Hey, Flyers Cup, chill out. Take a deep breath, Flyers Cup. We got a trophy at the end of the year waiting for me. I better pull it off. <laughs> See you guys. Big win tonight. <laughs> we love it. So a lot of interesting things, a lot of interesting storylines. And I think we have to uh, let's go with one of the things that we talked about for the last few days, but especially tonight. Uh, Sam Erson had been fantastic in net since the All-Star break. Cal Peterson stepped in tonight, and um, he he stepped up. He he came up with a result that they needed. You have to feel good about that. I mean, we had Jonesy on pregame. Hope I, I intend on putting that in the podcast feed uh, to the people who listen after the fact. But when Jonesy was asked about what was going to happen at the goalie position with backup goalie, he said. Well, every start that he has is an important one. He's important to what we're doing now. But we do have a lot of goaltenders in the system, a lot of Russian goaltenders, some of whom could be here sooner than later. Uh, absolutely. And uh, again, you know, I, it's a big statement from the president to mention, you know, to really let our fans and, and the Philadelphia public know that there are options. And it's important. That, so here's the deal with, with goaltending. I just want people to know this. Very rarely will you find somebody, even if he's Russian and you have a guy, a veteran that knows the league, that's playing well, you won't necessarily want to insert the guy that is the unknown into it. Yeah. Unless the guy that's here, meaning Peterson, the backup, is has been substandard or not performing uh, the way that he needs to perform to give him those backup minutes. So yeah. tonight was game one for him in terms of what they're looking at. And I think it was, a, he did a great job. He really, really did. It was really good. Um, Hunter Mikos checks in over on YouTube, says they played exactly how they needed to in front of Erson, uh, in, sorry, in front of Peterson. I'm getting so used to saying Erson around uh, these days. Mike uh, also says that yeah. everybody cares about everything. So the goalie. Um, timeout, must have just joined. Let, let the people know again. Yeah, so it's so Northwood, right? I went to Northwood School in Lake Placid for three years. That's where I, kind of my hockey was born. And you know what, I played and practiced every day. But I had a young kid uh, shadowing me tonight, and he brought a jersey for me from the school. So I decided, you know what, what the hell? I mean, this is this was where it all started yep. uh, for me. And I uh, thought I'd honor the school by putting it on, big end on the front. And then you got the uh, the nice logo on the back. And nice. It's a place that put out many, many, many NHLers uh, over the years that played a lot of games in the NHL. So Mer good spot. American Wit checks in over on YouTube, says it's about time the trade bait have turned it around. Now we can trade them. We talked about a few of those names throughout the game. Uh, Scott Lawton was a name that came up potentially with uh, Buffalo. We just kind of threw that out there as a hypothetical a team that could be looking for a, a leader. We know that Toronto has had extended interest in Rasmus Ristolainen, in Walker, uh, as well as Sealer. It's an interesting time around here. We, we did talk about that during the intermissions about, you know, can you... Can you hold on to a walker if a first-round pick is offered? You know, all, all, all those things are they're going to kind of come into, uh, into focus here over the next few weeks. You know, things can change tremendously here over the next three weeks leading up to the, uh, the deadline. Yeah, and you continually need to uh, evaluate your team, right? And, and again, if that first-round pick is a better look because it's going to be younger and it comes from a team that you're going to get a higher pick, that may be worth looking at. I seriously doubt any team that's picking in a spot where they can get a Sean Walker uh, yeah, you know, I don't think anybody's going to give up a top 10 pick for him. I mean, that would be that would be unbelievable, but I just don't see that happening. So, um, I don't. It, it, it'll be interesting. And there's a lot of different potential moves they can make. Yeah. I don't like talking about it this early because I want to keep evaluating guys. Um, what's going on here a little bit in terms of what I think there's value, but I right now, I mean, there's a lot of options. There really is. Yeah. There's a multitude of them, and I and again, how many of them? Danny wants to execute, uh, or Jonesy, how much they talk about it, I don't know yet. We will find out. Yeah. Uh, question, do you think the uh, the coach is going to be more effusive in praise tonight? Is this a game I, that he's going to feel better about? I don't know. I mean, I thought they played well last night. I thought did Sanheim did play well. Uh, Paling played well. Good shot by Sanheim on the redirection by Coots yeah. to get them the lead back again. And uh, 
Oh, man. Mike, Mike is asking over here, are we going to get good audio or good video tonight is the real question. Now, I will tell you, we've ironed out. We think we've ironed out the process, although intern Andrew's currently uh, pointing the camera at the floor, which is never great. You never like to see that. Um, I see Anthony on his phone. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting good vibes tonight, Bundy. I think that there's a chance that they nail it tonight. And if they don't, one of them gets dangled over the... Uh, over the glass here. Remember when Michael Jackson dangled the baby over yes, the balcony? Yes, I do. You know, we could do that with I intern do. Andrew, maybe. Yeah. I think we'll have an easier time doing that than Ant. But, you know, remains to be seen. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's see. Cryptic Cowboy says the return for Lawton would be a first and a pack of Skittles. I cannot imagine a team right now trading a first for Scott Lawton, but crazier things have happened. I guess we'll see over the next uh, the next few weeks what uh, what kind of things are going around. Nick Schreiner asks, will Ant get a question answered tonight? Uh, we don't know. We do not know. Um, let's see. Oh, look at this. Brad Pansel says, solid game for Peter Ayrson. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that, Peter Ayrson. That's pretty clever. That is good. That's I like clever. that. That's very smart. I like that. Qdell says, uh, keep drafting more Russians. We need to turn this team into the Red Army. There was a, a question that came up, I believe, during first intermission about Demidov. And about if you're the Flyers and you're in position that you could draft the kid, would you take him? And we said, you, you don't. There's, like, a, there's been like an old. You can't have, you can't have like 12 Russians on your team. You just can't. Yep. And that's like, that's not misogynistic. You cannot have 12 guys speaking Russian, and the other eight trying to figure out what's going on. Кто это? Because we used to tell them, they'd sit in the corner speaking, right? Mm -hmm. No one knew what they were talking about. I mean, they could be calling anything they wanted. Mm -hmm. And so we used to tell them, guys, you got to work on, you are all trying to communicate together here. But yeah, I mean, it's nice. They, they have a lot of skill, but even many, many veterans and veteran leaders have said, yes, it's a, you, but you got to be, you got to be, you got to be absolutely certain with what you're getting with the Russians. I've committed to learning at least some Russian by the time Mishkov gets here. I don't care if they, I'm not speaking I mean, I speak Russian a few ever. languages so I can figure it out. You know, the only word I ever knew the goalie exclusive. Strovia, and that makes a lot of sense. Tavarish. Tavarish means comrade. I don't even know See? what that means. See, there you go. Hey, one of my old students just checked in. Tyler <laughs> Prakowski, what's up, Joy? Great win along for the ride. Go Flyers. Hope you're doing well. It's a good kid. He's a good kid. Oh, yeah, I love that. How about that? Love um, it. Are we taking, <laughs> Brandon Fakara, are we taking odds on if Ant gets a question answered or if Torts remains petulant? Don't know. Don't know. I'm uh, not really sure. Not really sure. We'll see. Who's uh, yelling? I don't know. Not us. Uh, Jay Grebby says that Friedman said tonight, Buffalo's looking to improve their team now, not looking for future. <laughs> Buffalo's been looking for a while. <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> I mean, they've had, and then they had guys in there. Like, I mean, they basically won Vegas the cup for them. Yeah. You know, with the Eichel. With Eichel. Three. I mean, yeah. you know, I, like, I like Tuck. Like, he's a good player, but I mean, it's... You traded Jack Eichel. I mean, he'd end up turning the corner. Yeah. Uh, Drysdale, there were a lot of comments throughout the game about Drysdale and about how much better the power play as a whole looks with him on it. And and it, it appears that thus far since he's he's gotten here, like we always talk about that cascading effect about how it kind of allows guys to fall into roles that they, on a good team, they would be in where you're not asking too much of them. And Drysdale's been impressive. There are like, there are moments in his game, but for the for the most part, like you're getting what you expected to get from him. I, I think. I, I think so. I mean, I, and again, like we talked about it last period. Like I, I like Drysdale, but there's a lot more there. I mean, he's there's still some nights where he does things that you don't want to see your defenseman do, but that's just because he hasn't really been taught yet. You know, on a yeah. team that's winning games and playing the right system and playing the right way. So I give him credit for that. Yeah, I, again, he, you know, the other thing too, I like. Um, he does compete pretty good in his zone. Like he's he's, yeah. he's a guy that's willing to really get the poke check going and and the battle. So again, yeah, I like that comment right there by Spiral. Trust the process. And you know what? Again, it's it's not what we saw with the Sixers ten years ago in that massive a process. Yeah. Um, but this is actually like you know we're we're they're trying to like qualify who's good, and you have a lot more players to work with than just five or eight nine guys that you you know your five starters in basketball with the with the subs. So yeah. You know, putting a hockey team together is a lot more difficult in ways because you have to slot everybody properly. Yeah. You know, you never want to have somebody playing in a one as a one C if he's really a three C. Right. Because that's why that's well, what makes your team. And, and they they me, tried that for a bit here. There's a lot of people out there in hockey that work for teams that aren't that smart. 
I mean, it's like, I'm just true. telling you, it's just true. I mean, it's like it's any, any place in the world where you go out and you evaluate people and they're going to tell you, oh, that guy's good. That's why certain teams have been bad forever. Yeah. You know, so that's why it's important to have good scouts and people that know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Um, there were some other things. Hold on. We're getting a, a message in here. Oh, intern Andrew says that our guest is here. And uh, the guest tonight is none other than uh, Garnet Hathaway. Well, it looks like uh, intern Andrew's video is back to being... <laughs> Awful. So uh, here we go. We're going to throw it down there and hope that Anthony has audio. Good. All right. We're here in the locker room with Garnet Hathaway after the Flyers' victory on the Snow the Goalie postgame. Garnet, you guys seem to play this game with a little bit more emotion than most. And I, I think it was because the game was, you guys knew that this game was going to be a lightning pace right from the jump, didn't you? Yeah, they're, they're a fast team. Yeah. Um, something we've focused on a lot this year is. Knowing your opponent, uh, knowing where they are and their schedule, how they've been doing lately, kind of how they're feeling about their game. Uh, and a team that's coming off the break had a lot of energy. Uh, they were fast when we played them in Seattle. So, you know, our emphasis was a good start, uh, scoring the first goal. And, and that's something we focused on last game. And it worked for us, and we kind of rolled, and, and we let our game slip a little bit. And so tonight was about kind of focusing on on keeping that. Uh, but but they're a good team, so they, they – uh, you know, they, they snuck a couple past Cal. I don't know how, yeah. um, but he played unbelievable. But that's that's just kind of how it happened tonight. I was going to get to Cal in a minute, but just to follow up on, on what we were just talking about. But then being fresh and you guys playing two games you know, yeah. the last few days, is it, was it even that much more important to find that little bit extra inside to be able to play at that speed that they play at? Yeah, Michael, both ways, I think. Uh, you know, we... I, this was a couple of days ago. We came back from the break. Um, yeah. You get your you get your legs under you. You're fresh, but you might not be in it completely. You know, you don't know maybe the the ins and outs. The timing might be a little off. So to be able to play you know, two really good opponents um, back from the break already for us, it I think it helped us kind of realize how how hard you have to play in order to get wins. Mm -hmm. um, and and we were able to to you know, play close, tight games that that we're continuing to roll with that. Um, so we're kind of ready for everything they're going to throw at us, but, um, you know, we're, we're trying to grind them down a little bit more as well. You, you talked about Cal, first game in the NHL, in, I think it was 92 days. He didn't face a ton of shots, but the ones that he faced, he had to make some big saves for you guys. Yeah. It really kind of impressive to after not being out there for so long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, you said it, right? It's a week off for a break without a game. Uh compared to the 92 days is, is insane. Um, but that's a testament to what he's done every day uh, and, and the way he shows up to the rink for us. Um, I can't imagine, you know, it's not an easy life being a, being a backup, uh, but and being on call basically whenever. So, yeah, he, he showed up tonight for us, um, and, and that was a huge reason why, why we came out with a win. One of the big reasons why I wanted to talk to you after the game tonight is you guys did it again on the penalty kill. And you score another goal. You uh, get the pass out there to, to Paling, and he scores it again. What is it about? I mean, this is it's getting to a point where it's like, this is crazy. You guys are so effective offensively when you're supposed to be, when you're shorthanded, you're supposed yeah. to be playing defense. That's a, that's a mentality, too. Um, I think when games when we're good in the kill, it's we're aggressive, we're on our toes. And, I mean, we watch film every game day about it. We talk a lot about it. Uh, our first mission is to kill the penalty. Um, and I think when you look at percentage-wise, we, we do that a lot. Um, I think it it's kind of a, kind of just shows how, comfortable we are like our communication level it, it gets to the point where we know uh good positions where we can counter attack uh we're aggressive enough that we're, we're always moving with the puck together um so it doesn't and i pale pales the play that i've been doing you know he he's seen me leave the zone like that and it's because he knows uh maybe go back and, and seals makes a great play down low to get it to me to, to keep going kind of break pressure and so it's stuff we talk about pre-game skates practices we do a lot of penalty kill against against our units so it's one thing that you know day in and day out we're kind of saying hey focus on the details um, and that's helped us go in the games last question for me there's 29 games left in this season yeah i know it's right uh, it's, it's going uh, by quick yeah. right but i think there's a lot of people probably outside of your locker room who if we would have said with 29 games in the season the flyers are going to be in a pretty good spot in a playoff spot they would have laughed at us or anybody would have said it you signed here in the offseason. What was what was your thought? Did you ever think that this is, could be where this team could be at this point? Honestly, did you think so? That's a loaded question. Um, 
I mean, seriously. I mean, I mean, it's, it's okay I, to say you're a little bit surprised. You surprised yourselves a little bit, but if not, I, 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 I heard a lot of unbelievable things about this locker room. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. You look at two guys like Cleats and Cam, who, yeah. who are coming back, who are huge parts of this team, uh, and I've played against them. Yeah. Against these guys for a long time. You look at TK, Lots, guys, Sandy, guys who they're hard to play against. Seals, like it, it's tough to get through those guys. And every time I came to Wells Fargo, it was a battle. Um, no matter where they were in the standings, they always fought. And that's what that's what the city's built on. That's what those fan, the fans love, right? Mm-hmm. That's and that's what I knew coming in. Um, I knew a, a management organization that that wanted to get back to to where they where they were before and where they think they can be and. And they had a lot of the, the tools already, um, and so we have a group now that, you know, we're we're clicking in a way that guys are guys are close off the ice, um, and it's helped us transition to that that fast paced, um, you know, kind of tenacious game on the ice. Well, everybody's enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Keep it going. Thanks. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Garnet yeah, Hathaway here on Stony Goalie Post Game. Thanks. Thanks again, my friend. Yeah, my pleasure. Oh, let's go this way. Oh, that's right. All right, and we're back here, way up here. Welcome back into the post-game show. Uh, a lot there from Garnet Hathaway. Guy is a great dude. He, he, he really seems to get it. He yeah. seems to understand the role. It's funny. If you remember back to the offseason, there was that hot mic incident where somebody goes, oh, why would you want to play here? The question was like, you know, what made you want to play in Philadelphia? And it was like, oh, Let me nobody. Tell you, I'm going to tell you a great story. Right? So I love my, great stories. My buddy Rick, who's a great friend of mine, and, uh, and his buddy James, who's probably listening right now, they go for coffee in Haddonfield in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And Garnet Hathaway walks in, sits down and has coffee with him. <laughs> How great is that? Like, really? And then Coots comes in, and then they get a little bit in from Coots and talking hockey, how they felt. Like, that's just the kind of stuff that you love, right? And that's, yeah. and that's what I think a lot of us have prided ourselves on each other. Like, I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. I don't care if you're in a supermarket, a wall wall, whatever. Yep. You got a hockey question, and I got enough time, I'll sit and spend it with you. But that's just the kind of dude he is. Like, it doesn't doesn't separate from going like the hockey players and sitting at the hockey player table. I mingles with the guys, you know, like regular dudes that just don't play hockey, but they're great guys. So I I love that. It's really, really good. Uh, I want to give a a significant shout out here to Allison. Allison is the one who's been compiling all of the predictions for the fans. And Allison is incredible. We're going to make sure to send her and her kids some, some snow, the goalie swag. But she, uh, she updated the prediction points here. Eric Rothstein, seven points. Mike Boots, six points. Or sorry, he also has seven points. Six points. Alex Town, Tim Tobin, five points. Andrew Jacobson, four points. Dee Dee Skinner, everyone else is three points or below. And if you're like, huh, I wonder how many people are really doing predictions. How many people is she tracking? Allison points out there are 112 people that she's tracking on the spreadsheet. Oh my God. 112. It's like a job. And we're so grateful. This is why we love our fans. This is why we love do? the people who listen to the show and, and all that. What? What Where's about Where's now? I don't know. I got orders to the torts? Well, I sent a message to intern Andrew asking if they're going to go to the torts presser. I, let's be honest. All right. <laughs> Ant, Ant's never talked to somebody that long on a post-game interview. I think he got scared, huh? I think he got scared. I think Ant's afraid. I, you know what? I can guarantee you, he does not care one little. No, he doesn't. But I'm he absolutely going to. We're going to just keep talking. Remember, remember last year when he hogged Torts when Torts got hired, <sighs> and, and Anthony Anthony takes the snow the goalie account and goes and interviews him on his own. <laughs> Interviewed him in the car. Interviewed him on his own, like and didn't even tell me and Russ. I'm like, are we doing this? Oh, we, that was not a good day. That was a bad day. That was not a good. It day. It looks even worse now. <laughs> that was not a good day. The number one. I will. T- there are two times that I have been. A bit omniscient in how things were going to go. It was that, and it was something to do with a, a person who's not with this team anymore. And the the one that had to do with the person who's not here anymore, I said, this person, you have to be careful because I'm sure that at some point they're going to try to like spread fake news around because they want to figure out where the leaks are. Um, and they tried, and thankfully, Ant caught it. But the other thing was, when he did that interview with Torts, I said, based on because we we weren't happy but based on the way that that went down i said you better hope that uh you've built up enough equity there because he will flip on you in a don like in a second and when he does you're gonna look like a dope and we love ant we love ant we think he's a great guy but great guy great guy but uh you know we'll see i have not gotten a message back yet i do see 
the I don't know where this camera's at. I tried to get Chief to put the costume on tonight. He didn't put one on though, did I he? I don't think it's. I think it was because of TNT. Because Chief would have done it. Yeah. I was thought that would be just the ultimate. I can't tell where intern Andrew yeah, is. Should I pull this video up really quick? No. Where do we think he is? Up. Oh, it's blacked out. What I can see, it looks like the uh, elevator. I think they're on their way back up. All right. I, all right. So anyway. Great. Um, hey, a big thank you to everybody who tuned in. We have to take a look at what are the games coming up? There's another one on Monday, correct? There is another game Monday against the Arizona Coyotes. And then they're back on the road, and they're not here for a while, if I remember correctly. Yes, that is correct. So the Flyers are back here on Monday against the Coyotes. We'll be doing the Press Row show. We'll have another show at some point next week. Um, Thursday, they're in Toronto. Yep. Next Saturday, they're in New Jersey. The following Wednesday, they're in Chicago. They don't play again here until the 24th against the Rangers. It's a long gap between home games. So a 12-day gap between home games. So we'll be back here Monday. Um, I hope everybody has a great time. Uh, Super Bowl pred uh, prediction? Uh, a Kansas City will win. You think so? Yeah. Score? Um, do you think it'll be close? We don't have to do scores, but do you think it'll be close? 31-27. 31-27. Anthony, didn't go to the uh, torts presser. Uh, what's your score prediction? Super Bowl. Oh, he wants to come back on. Just watch the soda. I got you. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, just, turn, just turn the camera, Andrew. Some guys like Yuck Casey. Super, right, Super well, Bowl if prediction? San, if I said San Fran, they would have Every, would have been mad about Everybody that. and their mother is picking Kansas City. So you know it's going to be San Francisco. Well, you're Aunt San Francisco. You've been on this train for over a year. 27-23 49ers. Get out. Get out. Kansas City's winning this one. Going away. Okay, we're going to see you guys in two nights. We're signing off. 30. Yeah. <laughs> everybody wants to go watch their night TV. 38-27. Remember tonight. Kansas City. Smack it down. Tonight, Saturday night. Blue Nui. If you're oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, we're getting out of here. Everybody have a great night. I can't with you.